They have unfinished business in Portland. It's like the podcast version of the movie Hackers, but far less realistic. You're listening to Founder Quest. All right, so now you're gonna joke about how I've since I've been. I'm just saying you're you're back. Yeah, you're vaxxed. I'm vaxxed. I'm chipped. I like to say I'm chipped. Got your uh, injection. People always like act like being chipped is a bad thing, but now if I wander off, like people will be able to return me to my family. Yeah, and like I don't know what I don't know what the big deal is. Like everyone loves like new technology. Like I don't know anyone who's like been bummed out that like some new tech came out. You know, so like, that's true. I don't know what the, yeah. I can't tell you the number of times I've been like at W or watching WWDC and just being like, why can't you just like inject yeah, this just, into my veins? Right. <laughs> and now they are. And yeah. everybody's mad about it's it. Like, <laughs> it's like, make up your minds, people. <laughs> Let's see. So star, you just got number one. Josh has yes. had two mm-hmm. and I will have number two in uh, a week and change. Yeah. Yeah. I should have, I should be fully like have whatever full immunity in, oh, I know on our next podcast in a week. Nice. So it's, it's been a week. Yeah. Feels good. So I'm, I'm not going to be here next week. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. You, totally. get, you get, you get full immunity, Josh. You don't get dipl- diplomatic immunities. Oh, oh that's, okay. That's good to know. Cool it there. Don't go off and, and rob any banks or anything. <laughs> Did you see the new space shuttle Lego kit? It's mm-hmm. very cool. Yeah, it's the it's the kit that is from the mission that launched the Hubble telescope. So it includes oh, cool. a little Hubble telescope as part of the kit, and you can you can mount it by itself, like display it on a stand by itself, or put it in the shuttle bay, the cargo bay of the shuttle. That's awesome. So, yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, my, pretty neat. my kids aren't quite Lego age yet, as we were saying the other day. They. What's the bigger version? Duplo. Yeah, with our Duplo age. But they're actually, they're getting, they're getting there. We'll be, we'll be getting Legos soon. Yeah, it's fun for the whole family. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Mine's not really into Legos, but she loves, we just have like this big box full of like random craft supplies and she'll, she'll just go digging through that and start building stuff. Nice. It's pretty great. That's fun. My kids are both really into Pokemon right now. So mm-hmm. that's, that's actually pretty fun because Pokemon's, you know, it's fun to watch. Have you done Pokemon Go with them? No, haven't haven't done that yet. I don't even know if the game is still around. Like, yeah, I never, uh, I never around. got into that. It's around. Oh yeah, it's still going. Yeah, Good. no, yeah. I know several people who like are super into Pokemon Go, and yeah, it's it's around. Trust me, especially with the pandemic. Like, lots of people just wanted something to get them out of the house. So yeah, they just went walking around with that. I can see that. We had this thing, so I, have, I haven't done Pokemon Go in, in quite a while, but we, when I was doing it, we had this Discord group here around, around town who, that they would use that to coordinate the, the battles. You know, they were like, oh, there's a new raid. Let's all go over. And like, oh, wow. I wasn't that into it, but my, but, you know, all of a sudden it's like, you get all these people whoom, go to that same spot, you know, and they're all coordinating the, you know, text and Discord mm-hmm. and stuff. It was, it's kind of fun. So I, I went to a couple raids, but I just, kind of lost interest before I get really got that deep into it. So I just can't really get into a game where I have to socialize with people to win. <laughs> like I'm, I, maybe I'm just showing my age. I'm from the generation where you play games, to like get away from people. Is it really socializing? Cause like you're, you're all like just standing around in a park, staring at your phones, aren't you? You're, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, for us, that like, is socializing. So yeah, that's, that's pretty much socializing. 
That's that's what we do in my family some nights. <laughs> oh yeah, we all went to the park today. Yeah, so it's beautiful in the Pacific Northwest now. Um, I assume it's mm-hmm. beautiful where you are, Josh. It's, oh yeah, uh, it's going to be eighty first, this uh, weekend. Oh my gosh, it's it's the first real week of sun after just months and months and months of gray and. Like, and we all, we all at this point know not to get our hopes up. It's going to go back to gray pretty soon, but you know, you can enjoy it while you got it. Is this the fall spring? Is, is that what we're in mm-hmm. right now? Yeah, I think today, probably after we're done recording, I'm going to be uh, wrapping up some things pretty quickly and then getting the old foldable kayak out of the trunk and hitting the water. Nice. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I was yeah. thinking I might go sit in the sun or something. Yeah. So do you have any like businessy type tech stuff to talk about today? Or is it just, uh, we're all just like have senioritis. <laughs> well, we like, we sort of unofficially launched a react native support yesterday. Oot. Yeah. What? Yay. So, awesome. so to our listeners, if you have any react native projects that you want to monitor errors in, you should hit us up because we're looking for like beta testers and things. That's awesome. And yeah. is that the one that Andre's been working on? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, Andre did a fantastic job getting that the native stuff going and and Josh wrapped it up on the server side and I was pleasantly surprised at just how little work we had to do to get that working on the yeah, server side. Yeah, it's sort of. <laughs> 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 it's like yeah, so yeah, the source maps because uh, React Native is a it's a it's kind of I don't know. I don't I'm not a React Native developer, so I'm you know, it's probably only half working, but from what I understand, it's it's a little bit tricky. Like it's React on top of you know like native uh, code, and so I've heard that you know you can end up with stack traces that have like JavaScript and native like source locations in them and stuff, and it it gets tricky. Like yeah, so what we have is like you can generate source maps for your React code and upload that to Honey Badger, and um, it works just like a regular JavaScript, like a JavaScript application. So. We uh, have yet to implement support for uh, like translating the native the native lines in the in the stack traces, but that's that's kind of that'll be up next, I I think, at least when someone requests it. So go use it and request it, and we'll build it. Yeah, it's that just in time development. We're not going to build yeah. it until someone asks for it. <laughs> it's, yeah, and also we have to understand it before we <laughs> before we build it. So yeah, that's a biggie. Yeah. Like somebody needs to come out with a with a paid service that just processes source maps and JavaScript yeah. backtraces. Like I mean, I know we would be the only customer because like nobody has to do this but us. But yeah, but like we'd really, pay you a lot it just of money. Seems like way too much work for what it is. It seems like we should just be able to like buy something and fix it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like the, what we're talking about here is like basically it's like it would be another source maps service, you know, like, cause there, there are other types of what are they, is it symbolicating? Is mm-hmm. that, I always get the symbolification. Exact, is it, I don't know. Yeah. I can't I remember. Symbolication. I think, I think it's symbolication. symbolication. Yeah. They, they like switch it up on you. So that's not even a real word. I, I know, but that's how I remember it. I always remember it's the one that's not the real word, but yeah. That, so it's a, it's a different type Wasn't of that uh, a red hot chili pepper song. <laughs> I don't know. Symbolication? <laughs> Californication was, but... <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry, sorry. I got that mixed up. Close I'm, sorry. Should... <laughs> I'm sorry. Go on. Go on. Yeah, so I don't know where I, I don't know what, where I was going with that. But yeah, it's basically like another type of source map, but for native. And so we'll have to build that into our infrastructure at some point. 
there was a bit of conversation on Twitter this week about uh, podcasts and blog posts and and tweets, I guess, too, about when people are sharing progress on their business and how there's all this positive stuff and hustle culture and like, hey, we're, we're awesome and we're doing all these great things. And, you know, look so at our sick revenues of that. through the roof and to the moon, you know, and, and some people are saying, yeah, but, you know, there's the reality is there, there are ups and there are downs. And we never hear about the downs really so much in the tweets and in the podcasts and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And so I was looking at that. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's true. And I was thinking about our podcast and we don't very often share downs, but then we don't very often have a lot of downs. So, I mean, that kind of works out, I guess. But I thought about all this because we did have a down this week since, since recording our last episode. When in the last episode, I did say that we had a new feature coming out, right? Where I talked about Slack and how we were going to have this threaded support in Slack and how it was going to mm, be so mm -hmm. awesome. And I said it would be launched by the time that episode dropped. Well, that episode dropped this morning and that feature did not launch on time. Oh yeah, it's, it hasn't launched. I don't even know the, I don't know what the story is, so. Well, the story is, it's, it's like almost there. The feature is almost there, but there are enough corner cases that we just didn't feel comfortable launching it to our customers. Like Kevin and I had, so, so Kevin's been working on this like hardcore for, for a long time. And he really wants to get it launched, but like he, we had a launch date that we picked and getting up to that date, it was just like, there were still these little bugs that were popping up and Kevin was getting pretty nervous. And so Kevin and I chatted like, you know, 6 AM the morning of that we were going to launch this thing. And he had just committed some code that had fixed a couple more bugs. And he, I could tell he was kind of anxious. But I could also tell that he also was like really done with this, like just so ready to get this out of the door. And uh, so we talked through those last few, few issues and, and I said, look, I'll go with what you want to do here. But if it were me, I would not launch this. I would just set it aside, go do something else for a while, let my brain clear, see if inspiration strikes about really making feel like this was done. Like, cause it, it feels like it's, we're kind of nervous about launching this and I really wouldn't want to deal with an increased support load by deploying a buggy thing as opposed to just waiting a while and, you know, fixing it. And maybe, and, and we talked about like, well, what if, what if we never get comfortable with this feature? What if like, this is just, you know, weeks and months worth of development that's just thrown out the window. What if nobody ever loves us again? <laughs> I pour in a gutter. There's definitely that sunk cost thing where it's like, oh, we put so much work into this. Let's just push it out there. Let's just get it done, right? But mm -hmm. uh, ultimately, we decided that we, we did not want to launch it, that we didn't feel comfortable enough putting it in front of our customers. So, so that's a bit of sad news from Honey Badger. So for all those, uh, all those people out there, there you go. There's your little bit of balance to all that yeah, good news. I definitely about. feel for Kevin because I've totally been there. And uh, yeah. I think your yeah. advice was good, though, because, yeah, especially you don't want to deal with like, the fallout from like, it, you know, support requests like that. If you're already in that place of like, just, you know, frazzled and kind of done. Totally. Yeah. So it's like being on tilt when you're like playing poker or something. It's yeah. like, you don't want to deploy on tilt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wonder if you could say that there's like, there's kind of like two types of deadlines and they often get mixed up and you don't really know which one you have, but like there's there's deadlines which are like sort of like real, like, you know, the space shuttle is launching on a certain day and you got to you got to be there so you can get in on time. And then there's like deadlines for motivation, which are, 
you know, it's not a big deal. If, like, it's not a big deal if we don't want this feature. I mean, maybe some people will be annoyed that they have to wait. But, you know, being a, being a parent to a young child, I've really gotten over, you know, being bothered by people being annoyed. <laughs> we never set a, a deadline, like a date per se. It's just we felt that it was ready. And so we said, okay, we'll launch this, you know, on this day it's ready and then we get got to that day and it's like ah, we don't think it's ready so that i think yeah artificial deadlines suck but th this was a slightly different thing where it was like yeah we, we thought it was ready but it's not and like we're so emotionally spent on this thing that we just yeah we don't want to like yeah don't want to deploy on tilt i like that <laughs> yeah is there something like fundamentally like difficult about it or is it just like a lot of weird little details have to be wrapped up yeah more the latter it's and it was the thing of like going into you know the final countdown basically and still having those issues right you know back to the space shuttle thing it's like it's really cold that morning and these these o-rings man i don't know let's not launch let's let's double check those o-rings right yeah yeah that's funny yeah non sequitur the other day i was in this unrelated discord and Somebody said like something about the final countdown and I was really going to make it like that song. I wanted to like find that and paste that in. And then I was just waiting. I was like, wait a second. This person is like 20. They're not even going to understand what I'm doing. They're just going to be like, oh, this is this is going to be like like my dad, like sending me a link to some like Beach Boys song or something. It's just. Oh, yeah, totally. I guess we'll have to add a link to the space shuttle in the show notes so that <laughs> the youngins can know what we're talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we aren't going to be launching the Slack thing anytime soon. We, we may not launch that as envisioned. We may have to go back and, and rethink that. Yeah. Some of the floating stuff is really cool, though. I don't want to lose it. And so, so yeah, so Kevin and I are like basically just kind of taking a break and we're going to get some, get some headspace Maybe around that. Maybe work on something else for a while. Even, yes. Right. Yes. Kevin has already started working on something that uh, customers have requested multiple times, and I'm really excited about having. So, yes, that should be cool. And it's a much smaller project, so we can get it out the door, and it'll be nice. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you just want to ship something. That's also a bad reason to ship something, <laughs> especially if it's a it's if it's something that's been bothering you, or or you know, it's, if it's been like an involved project and you just want to get it out the door. That's that's not a good reason to ship it. Yeah. But sometimes you do. But sometimes you do, because you just got to. Yeah. That was January 28th, 1986. 1986. Space Shuttle Challenger. Mm. Oh, Challenger. Is this a model of Challenger? It's no, no. I don't think. No, it's okay. Discovery. Discovery is the one that launched uh, the Hubble. That was actually like, I don't know, <laughs> for those of you who remember the Space Shuttle Challenger disaster, I don't know. I remember exactly where I was when that happened. I wasn't watching it on TV. I was in elementary school and I was really, really, really into space. I, I just, everything space, I ate up. So of course I was all over, you know, the, the shuttle and stuff, but it was the middle of the school day and, you know, we didn't have the thing where, like at least my class, we weren't watching it. We weren't watching it live like a lot of classes did. And I remember uh, very vividly, like I was sitting in the lunchroom, sitting in the, and having lunch, and one of my friends came in, who's also really, really into space. We were best friends. And he came in and he told me that the space shuttle had blown up. And I just didn't believe him because I thought that was impossible. I thought, well, maybe, you know, a, a booster exploded or, you know, 
there was some sort of failure and they had to like, you know, whatever, but the whole thing, like that's, that, that just doesn't even, that doesn't compute. And so I watched recently a Netflix documentary about the, that disaster. And I was not the only person that felt that way. A lot of people that they, they were talking to were just like, it was inconceivable to them that something at that scale, that magnitude could, could actually happen. So yeah. That was, a, that was a sad day. Yeah, that's rough. I, I wasn't paying that close of attention to it. That's a little bit of our different temperaments. Like, I'm surprised that all the space shuttles don't explode. <laughs> <laughs> like, just that—that that is like a good. A really, it's like let's just like like strap some like explosives to our butt and we're gonna like shoot ourselves into the sky. Like, like how does that? <laughs> that work is at all? that is kind of you two in a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> ben believes in all of them and. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah, I was I was two <laughs> in 1986, so I, I don't remember. But I do remember the space shuttle just later. <laughs> I was I had the models and was into it, you know. Um, yeah, whatever in the 90s. But we don't warrant Honey Badger for use in space shuttle programming. Oh God, no, no. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> we don't have that kind of insurance. I've had a pretty productive week. We got, you know, we're going on the Honey Badger Intelligence Project, which I really like saying. At first, I was going to abbreviate it HBI because that sounds kind of like official. But I also like Josh's abbreviation of HBint because that sounds like some sort of intelligence service. Hibint. Hibint, yeah. Yeah, so I've got like, I think, six authors working on different languages and everything. Cool. And I had a little bit of radio silence from some of them. So I was like, okay, maybe... Maybe they didn't quite understand what they're signing up for and they got into it and it was like too much work. But no, it's just if you give people a deadline, they're not just going to like keep talking to you. Like they'll just like, you know, start working and then do it. So, so that's good. So yeah, so they're all actually working and that is excellent. And we got one report back. I really, I really kind of, I don't know what you think about it, Josh, but I, I was like, okay, this is, this is kind of what I imagined. I haven't looked yeah. at it yet, but it's it's up next actually. So got yeah. it on my to do. Yeah. Anyway, so that's a fun thing. And yeah, so just just rolling along making progress. I have an update. Oh, another update from from last episode in which I said like I got almost no responses to my emails to people who were chiling. Oh yeah, the I got that really good one. Yeah. So got off the podcast and I found in my inbox an email from someone responding to one of those emails. So that makes two. I've gotten two responses, I think, total out of the ones that I've sent out. And yeah, that was a fantastic response telling us reasons why they think Sentry is a little better in this way or that way and things we can do to improve. That was awesome. I, I, I cherished I mean, they're wrong. that response. They're wrong, but <laughs> yeah, but they're entitled to their opinion. Well, Turns out like this, this individual is not in the U.S. And one of the, one of the things he called out was our date rendering, which we had actually put some, some effort into to, to make it localized and to make it really nice for people so that, you know, cause of course, like the U.S. is weird and how we display our dates and the rest of the world is not weird. And so he was complaining about that when he logged in, he saw it in the U.S. format. And I'm like, let's, oh, because you haven't configured it. And then I thought, yeah. why? We're already detecting the time zone via JavaScript, and we, we go and update timestamps in there based on that. Why don't we use the person's locale to determine the format? So that was like a two-line code change. I you know, deployed it out there within a few minutes, and I just love those kind of little fixes, right? That's, cool. that's great. Like, yeah. 
maybe maybe nobody even noticed that thing, but it just feels good having that kind of you know polish. Well, there. that I think the point is that they don't notice it in the future. <laughs> yeah, I like I like those things, like those little like personalization. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So now, yeah. if you create an account, hopefully when you first sign in, if you're in the UK, you will see the the day, month, year as it should be, as opposed to the US's backwards way of month, day, year. I've, I guess the yeah. other, yeah, the other lesson is that like people aren't going to go hunting through configuration options. True. Very true. You should just like drop them into the settings page after they sign up. That, that's like, would solve it. <laughs> wait, wait, before you can use Onion Badger, you have to go configure yeah. all the things. No, we'll just uh, <laughs> have, we'll just like have a file upload form and they can upload a YAML file with all their configuration <laughs> options. There you go. I like it. That's cool. Yeah, but my week was more of the same. Actually, I kind of, I think I'm about ready for vacation. And so like this, because I'm thinking feeling, the same. Yeah, because I'm feeling a little tapped out. And so this week yeah. I've actually taken kind of quasi vacation, I guess. I've, I've been taking, put my, took my foot off the gas pedal this week. I've been working every day, but not as much as I usually do. And that's been nice. I've been uh, spending well, some time on the bike too. and in the garden and things like that. So yeah, yeah, it's yeah. the it's the three month mark. Like that's that's what it is for me. Like because I, I, I started, I had I started thinking about like the same thing. Like it was like the last week or this week, I can't remember. Just had, having those thoughts. Like oh yeah, vacation. Like I haven't taken time off in a while. So yep. Yeah. So you think it's three months. I think it's like that sketch. There's like a sketch I remember from Portlandia where like there's one patch of sunlight in the park and everybody is just like, <laughs> they move all the chairs to go sit in it and they're like yeah. sprawling out and having a great time <laughs> being all summery. And then the sunlight moves to like another part and then they have yeah. to just like run after it. I kind of, I wonder if that's the thing. Cause it's like the sun comes out. It's like, you've just got to, you just got to like go outside for a little while. That could yeah. be part of it. Yeah. But no, I, I mean, like I have noticed like there's like a cycle, but actually like, it's not three weeks. It's more like, or I mean like three months, it's more like six weeks is like the sanity version like right? where I should be taking a little bit of time at least. But three months is like when I start to realize I really need to take time off. If I haven't already by then, it's like, that's when I start to notice that I'm like burning, starting to burn out a little bit. So that that's usually like the, you know, the critical point for me. I've, I've wondered if we should have a mandatory vacation policy where you have to take a week off every quarter. It seems like that would be hard to enforce. So that's why yeah. I haven't really like, you know, thought about it seriously, but, but, you know, as I speculated about things like vacation, cause none of us take enough vacation time, in my opinion, I think uh, mm. at Honey Badger, we're all just, not that we, 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 we don't encourage people not to, I think we just, we just like the work and we like to, we like each other and we like what we're doing. And so we just end up, not taking a whole lot of vacation. And I, and I was just trying to think of ways to fix that, like, cause vacation mm -hmm. is good. It's useful. Mm -hmm. And so that was one idea. It's like, well, we could just say you have to take a week off and you're going to have to, but it's kind of hard to yeah, force who's someone gonna, to like, vacation. keep up with that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I, so I like to like bug people about it though. Like, yeah. like, you know, each, we could do that. We could like, oh, you know, that's something we could do for each other. Like you need to you take know, time we off. Could, we could just do, like, cause yeah, I don't really want people bugging me to take time off. Like, I kind of, like <laughs> that would kind of annoy me because yeah, but you know, maybe we could have like a, we've got these periodic and like daily and weekly reminders in Basecamp. I wonder if we could put like a, I don't know, a monthly one in there. It's like, Hey, consider taking some time off or something. Yeah. Or, or we um, could build 
a SaaS that has a Slack bot that joins your Slack and, and nudges you, you know, hey, have you taken your vacation yet? And like, if you say no, then it goes away for a couple of weeks and then it comes back. And if you keep saying no, then it starts getting more frequent. Then it's like every day it's like, hey, vacation yet? Vacation oh, vacation so you're, you're like stressing me out. <laughs> <laughs> It'll overlay something yeah. on your screen where it just says vacation. <laughs> I, I've, I've, I'm really beginning to dislike like the automate, all the automated check-ins and things like, I don't know. They're not my favorite, to be honest. Like the like I do not process lots of like notifications coming at me very well. And so yeah, so I tend to like have a much more like like I have this time dedicated to figuring out what I've got to do today and I'll I'll go to these places and I'll figure that out. And then yeah, and then if somebody yeah, if something comes at me in the middle of the day, it was like, hey, you got to do this thing. I'm not like, great. Thanks for reminding me. I'm just like, this is it's like, <laughs> just like, I'm going to like, shut up. I'll look at you tomorrow. I've already got my plan for today. Yeah. Sounds like a nice world to live in. My friend Joel has a interesting approach to like the, like, I think what we use the automated check-ins and base camp for like keeping up with what each other, you know, what everyone's working on and stuff. They use a, uh, like a shared Roam research, like daily, cause Roam research, it's like a note taking tool, but you can, it's collaborative. So you can like invite a bunch of people to it and like all edit the same, like the same, it's like a wiki. So you're all editing the same wiki, but it centers around like a daily, just like a day page. So it's like, it's basically like a journal, like is the default view of it. And so they have their entire team in a database that's just dedicated basically it's basically like a team journal so it's completely like asynchronous like you just everyone like if you you just go to it and kind of like take notes about like you could you know put anything you want in there but anything like that you feel might be interesting to other people or it could be what you're working on but it i like it because it's like that just becomes part of your workflow and it's not like something that's like constantly nagging you like hey what are you doing what are you doing and also like it it seems like it's it opens up some flexibility for like the types of things that you can share and like the frequency because it's just like you know it's a page of bullet items basically that's nested so you can kind of like organize thoughts or things but then it's also you're not like forcing anyone to go read it like people can go and just kind of like you know browse it at their leisure that's interesting. That's kind of like what I do anyway. It would, I would feel hesitant to like do that in a shared format though, because I just like put everything for the day in there, even if it's not work related. And yeah. that stuff is not really something I want to publish for everybody to see. I mean, not that I don't like trust you guys or whatever, think you're going to like look at it. It just feels weird. You know? Yeah, this wouldn't like take the place of a personal work journal or something like that. I think it would be like in addition, probably oh, like, okay. you know, you can yeah. you might have like your team and, and your personal one or something like that. At least that's how I'd approach it because I do the same thing with Rome actually, but just like detailing what I'm working on or personal thoughts or whatever. Yeah, there was a personal note-taking app for Mac and iOS that I saw recently that was built on Markdown, but focused on daily stuff. So kind of like the journal, journal slash notes app kind of hybrid. I thought that was neat, a good idea. And, and same sounds, same kind of concept. Like every day, just dump your stuff in from the day and take notes that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was, I've been thinking maybe we'll try that at some point. I just, I don't, I like to think about my, you know, experiments that like disrupt people's existing workflows for a long time before I propose them because 
yeah, it's, we don't, we don't like to change constantly. So maybe we'll try that at some point. Yeah, that makes sense. I think we're like, I think we're coming up on a conclave. Yeah, yeah we should like be. I think it's about. <laughs> That's the reason I was like really trying to get that React Native stuff shipped because. That, like I was supposed, I, you know, that's been like on every quarter <laughs> for the last couple quarters. So oh, yeah, I should really like, this go is not going to be on the next quarter. Yeah, <laughs> I should really go check my quarterly thing. I think I, yeah, I think I've been doing them. I think I've, I think I've been on track. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess, like to go back to that conclave to do list every once in a while and remind me what I agreed that I was going to do. <laughs> and I just yeah. look at it, I'm like, oh yeah, that thing. So I forgot about that. The real question is, is this conclave going to be virtual or in person? Oh, I don't know. If it's going to be like in the next month, it's going to be virtual because I yeah. don't have my second, my second vaccine yet. Yeah, I mean, you go ahead and schedule that. Yeah, maybe we'll go for virtual this time and then shoot for the first in-person one later this year. Yeah. In Hawaii. Ooh, that's a good idea. Yeah, I was, I went sort of attended a RailsConf this week, which was online. And uh, it was it was great. It actually like it felt very RailsConf-y, even though it was different, you know, being I guess this is actually the second virtual RailsConf because the first one was like canceled like right at the start of the pandemic last year. But this one felt much more put together and like definitely a way more organized of obviously. So yeah, they had like a Discord and a nice custom website with for like with a hybrid, like, you know, pre-recorded and live talks and things that RubyConf later this year is going to be in uh, Denver. And so that was like the first, you know, like the first event that I've heard recently that's like, they're, they're announcing, like they're committing to like some sort of in-person event. And that was kind of exciting because yeah, it's, it's nice to look forward to like traveling and going places. Did they announce next year's RailsConf location is going to be, I assume it's going to be in person. Portland back in portland oh, okay so oh, okay They're, it's a do-over they have unfinished business yeah. in portland. <laughs> yeah yes that's awesome i think so. the uh microconf europe is scheduled to be in person so oh yeah I that, 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 came, announced that was announced recently, recently. yeah mm-hmm. like last week or something yes yeah, that's november or something mm-hmm. yeah so people being optimistic we, i'm not going to europe but uh, <laughs> you're welcome to if you like yeah now I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do non-essential travel for a while. Even even <laughs> vaccinated, I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna play it kind of close to home for a while and see how the summer yeah, goes. That's that's fair. And also, like, there's like they don't have a, a kids vaccine yet. So, like, I saw that like maybe there's a chance it'll happen like towards the end of the year. But yeah, who knows really? Yeah, yeah. I might go to Hawaii or something. Yeah, it's just really weird because it's like. Yeah, it's like, okay, like I'm safe now, but now I've got this child who isn't. So how do I deal with that? Like, anyway. Yeah. We don't need to get into that. It's just like, it's just like the next level in this weird, like crap parade that has been the past like year and a half. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. On that wonderful note. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like the risk to kids is not very high though, right? Like. I mean, legitimately, oh, yeah, they can still get it. Yeah, I know, but uh, they can get like everything like, <laughs> like, yeah. right. I mean, it's, I think it's pretty, it's pretty like, like just I'm surprised they just... understood. There's just a lot that's not yeah. known, right. Kids have been largely, you know, kind of sequestered oh. the risk of the risk of like, of like 
you know, dying is low, but like, yeah, it's, but they, yeah, it's true. Yeah, they, they can spread it to other people. Like maybe there's complications that last, you know, after they get it, but even though they, you know, are still alive, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's just, yeah. The long-term one, yeah. The long-term one is the something that I, yeah, I don't, I'd like to know more about. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I'm just, I'm kind of stressed out because like we have to, because our kids scheduled to go to school, you know, start school in the fall and it's yeah. just like, ah, like what, like where's the information I need to make a, a sensible choice here? Yeah. Well done stressing. <laughs> like I'm so, I'm so over like worrying about everything. Like, like every, yeah, I, I don't know. I never want to worry again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just done worrying about like just period. Like I'm not gonna ever, you know, I'm gonna go like yeah, stand on the edge of the Grand Canyon and lean out, lean out. You're just a dude. <laughs> yeah, sounds That's like a okay. summer vacation. Can, I'll get you one of those. I'll get you one of those nice uh, Pendleton sweaters. Nice. <laughs> gonna go skydiving. Yeah, we gotta check on that uh, key person insurance for the honey bear. <laughs> Well, should we wrap it up so we can uh, all start our vacations? Sounds good. All right. It was great talking with y'all. And that this has been, what's, what's the name of our podcast? It's not Honey Badger. It's Founder Quest. That's the name of our podcast. You've been listening to Founder Quest. Go review us. And yeah, we will talk to you next week. Bye. Founder Quest is a weekly podcast by the founders of Honey Badger. Zero instrumentation, 360-degree coverage of errors, outages, and service degradations for your web apps. If you have a web app, you need it. Available at honeybadger.io. Want more from the founders? Go to founderquestpodcast.com. That's one word, where you can access our huge back catalog of episodes. Founder Quest is available on iTunes, Spotify, and other purveyors of fine podcasts. We'll see you next week.